You're listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we teach you everything you need to know to grow your business and certify the world's greatest business coaches. If you didn't learn what you needed to know about business in college, or you can admit it, you just plain forgot, we are here to help. Hey, I'm producer Bobby Richards, and on behalf of our host, Donald Miller, and our co-hosts, Dr. J.J. Peterson and Kula Callahan, we're grateful you're listening and welcome to the show. This inaugural episode, we are asking, what's the secret to growing a successful business? Oh, I'm not going to make you wait. I'll tell you right now. The secret is to think about your business like an airplane. Yes, that was a sound effect, and no, I'm not recording this on an active runway. That would be dangerous and expensive. Breaking it down, the body of your plane is your overhead. You can't let it get too big or you'll never get off the ground. The wings are your product, and with each sail, the plane gets more and more lift. I mean, that's that's science. The right engine is your marketing, giving the plane thrust, and it works together with, there you go, the left engine a.k.a. your sales team, which adds more thrust. And finally, the fuel tanks. It's what powers your plane. It's your cash flow. Run out of cash and your business will crash. It rhymes because it's important. But if rhyming isn't your thing, don't worry. Because Don, JJ, and Kula will break down each piece, part, and metaphorical lug nut, showing you how a business really works, whether your business degree was worth what you paid for it. Spoiler, you're probably not going to like the answer and what you really need to get flying far and fast. This is business made simple, and we're glad to have you aboard. Oh, come on, I had to say it. We're talking about planes. All right, you guys, we have been in business for a long time. Yes. I've been in business for 30 years. <laughs> Some of you have I've been not alive quite 30 years. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, here's the question that yeah. we're going to open, because we're going to get into how a business really works and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Is college worth it? Is college mm. a good place to learn how to be a value-driven professional, somebody who actually offers value in the workplace? I don't want to just rip on college. Yeah, yeah. But do you think it's worth it? JJ, do you think it's worth it? You know, I think when it comes to teaching you tangible skills that can translate into the marketplace quickly, that's a really hard question. I think yeah. that uh, you have to really stop and ask yourself, is it worth it at that moment? I mean, we're talking about the business world. We're talking yes, about yeah, being yeah, yeah. a nurse. That's different. We're talking totally about being different. a lawyer, a doctor. Yep. But literally just going into, like like most professionals yeah. in America, they really need to understand basic business skills yes. so that they are valuable. And, and if you give them a paycheck, you get a great return on that paycheck. Does college prepare you for that? I spent a lot of time in academia as a professor yeah. and as an administrator and as a student. Are you obviously. willing to turn on your own people? Is <laughs> here's what here's the thing asking. is that I think what I discovered a lot in academia and what I actually fought against while I was there is that college is often there to prepare other people to be academics, right? To be yeah. professors. College is great at teaching people how to think the breadth of knowledge that's in the world, like the history of knowledge and philosophy and how to really enter into the next phase of your life thinking differently. Yeah. I genuinely think that college does that well. And I, one of the things when I was in academia that I fought against though, is getting practical. It's like, I get it. I get that there's all this history here, but tell me the practicality of this when I step out in the real world. I think what college does, it gives you a certificate so that people will interview you. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's a certificate yeah. to have a conversation about whether you can work here. If you don't have the certificate, can't work here. But the, the difference between somebody who didn't go to college and did go to college in terms of what they know about business is the same. They both know nothing. Yeah. Kula, you have one of those certificates. <laughs> I mean, and now you've worked at, at 
at Business Made Simple for about five years. Mm -hmm. Are you applying anything you learned in college here? Okay, let me start by saying I had a fantastic college experience. No, I'm not talking about in, sorority what? parties yes. and okay. football games. I'm hearing okay. stories about your travel abroad. Okay, guys. From an overall perspective, in terms of human development, I do think college is worth it. Now, if we zoom into the question of am I actually applying the stuff I learned in college to my day-to-day -day job, it pains me to say the answer to that question would be no. And I think it's interesting. There's a reason why so many people are opting out of college and going to trade school and learning how to be yeah. a mechanic or an HVAC repairman, right? Because they're going to school to learn a specific skill set that a company can then depend on them to execute immediately. I think what would be much more effective, again, specifically with business, is if colleges and universities and professors actually thought of college as a business trade school. That is exactly what needs to happen. And the game is up. Yeah. So remember those days when mom and dad would make the down payment on your house for you? That is gone for most American middle. Yep. And, and you say, well, where is it? It's three places. It's medical bills. It's the tax code. And it's college debt. And to let the cat out of the bag, there's a reason we're talking about this. <laughs> it's the whole reason Business Made Simple exists. I've released a book called Business Made Simple. It's 60 daily entries that teach you to grow a business. It is better. It is better than any MBA program in the country. It's better because it actually teaches you what you need to know. You know, I did not get a bachelor's degree. Uh, I grew up in a dysfunctional home. I mean, pretty much. Dad left. Mm -hmm. Mom worked till 7 p.m. We basically raised ourselves as kids. Nobody was there to ever help us do homework. I made terrible grades. Didn't discover I was smart till later. Started a business. Immediately realized I have a pretty good business skills just intuitively. And now I want to turn around and teach those skills to people who, are in my, who were in my position when I was a kid. There's a paywall that is separating the rich from the poor. And there's a few bricks in that paywall. One of them is the university system. And mm -hmm. we're freaking knocking down that wall. Well, part two of this episode is this introductory episode of Business Made Simple is to say, okay, well, what if that's the case, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Miller, Professor what do you Miller? Need to know? Oh, yeah, tell me what I need to know. Pennies on the dollar, Professor. Might you suggest something, sir? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Bobby said in the intro when he talked about the airplane. You need to know how a business actually works, and you need to know how to build one, sustain one, fix one, and fly it far and fast. And I think I just let the, the uh, metaphor go there. A business works. <laughs> Like an airplane. Yeah. You have the cockpit of the airplane. That's where the leadership of the, the organization is. Leadership and middle management. It's deciding where the organization is going. It's responsible for cash flow. That's the cockpit. The wings of the airplane are your products. Your products have to give the company lift. They have to give the plane lift. And there's some elements we're going to get into what those products need to do here in a second. Your ride engine is your marketing. The wings just give the airplane lift, but they have to move. So you have to use your marketing, your right engine, your sales, your left engine. They provide thrust for the business. They get it going. The body of the airplane is your overhead. That's your rent, your health care, a lot of your salary, but I'm not going to say all of it. A lot of your salaries go into overhead. The Cokes in the Coke machine, the flickering fluorescent light above the refrigerator the is cereal overhead. Bar. The cereal bar. Don't forget about the cereal bar. Yeah, and if you're trying to reach 20-something, <laughs> you got to have a cereal bar because they can't afford <laughs> to eat because they're paying their college debt. <laughs> and then you've got a really important part. That's your fuel tanks, and that's going to represent cash flow. If you have a beautifully built aerodynamic airplane and it runs out of cash at 30,000 feet, everybody is going to die. If you walked up to an airplane, you say, you know, JJ's flying later today to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't know why. That's where he's going. <laughs> and he's walking up the airplane, and there is a giant body of the airplane, 
tiny little wings with little bitty propellers, <laughs> right? Get cash is, yeah. I mean, fuel is spilling out the back of the airplane. He's not getting on no, that plane. I am not getting on that but plane. But very few people out of college can walk up to a business and go, oh my gosh, it's obvious within five seconds this thing ain't going to work. Right, You've right. got a gorgeous, beautiful office. You have product that is low profit, low margins, and nobody wants them. Yeah. Right? You have your marketing team. Your message is so muddled and confusing uh, you're not operating a sales funnel. Your sales team has American Express cards and are buying suites at uh, the Chicago Bears Stadium for customers. In other words, you are literally spending everything on the customers that they're giving you. You know instantly this business is doomed. And let me tell you why that business is still alive. Venture capital and private equity. <laughs> so yeah. the crash of that business is going to happen in about three years. <laughs> the writing's on the wall. Nobody I know who went to college can summarize a business the way we just did. I definitely could not when I was... No, you don't, the they don't teach it to young you. Young age of 22. By yeah, the way, if not. you're a university and you want to teach our curriculum, give us a call because we are more than happy to share it with you and it should be taught to your students. We want to go through every part of the airplane here and just give you a cursory introduction. And then over the next seven episodes, yes. we're going to dive deep into the cockpit, deep into the body of the airplane, deep in the right engine, the left engine and the wings and the fuel tanks and teach you how to run a business. If you are thinking about getting an MBA, stop. Just listen to the next seven episodes of this podcast. Probably hope you get a job quicker than your MBA would. You Seriously. Imagine interviewing for a job and say, look, the most important thing to me is making a profit. If you hire me in 90 days, I'm going to audit the profitability of my division. I'm going to make sure mm -hmm. that we contribute positively to cash flow. I'm going to make sure everybody's on the same page in terms of having a unified message. We're going to redo your guiding principles because I'm just going to be really honest with you. I read your mission statement. It's not very good. <laughs> you're going, oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. right? Yes. It's intimidating. You feel like you're interviewing somebody for a low-level position, but they're qualified to be the CEO. Yes. Right. Yes. Here's what I think you need to know in the cockpit. Here's what your leaders need to know. One, they need a life plan. And I know that sounds crazy and out of left field. My friend Kurt Richardson started a company called Otterbox. He became a billionaire and he started a bunch of other companies. He will not let any CEO take over one of his companies unless they've done their personal life plan. Because the personal mission of that leadership needs to be reflected in the mission of the organization. Mm -hmm. And that's the second thing that you need in the cockpit. You need mission statement and guiding principles. And they need to be clear and direct. You need to understand them. You got to know where this thing is going and why it's going there. And that information needs to be distilled throughout the entire organization through a communication framework, which is also part of Business Made Simple. And that's so key because when anybody that's in the plane, essentially, who is who is flying with the pilot, with the leadership, if they don't know where they're going, they're panicking. Yeah. They don't want to get on that plane. You are going right? to drive it, them crazy. If it is unclear about where you're going and why... It's a mental health hazard. Nobody will get on that plane. Right. Well, if, imagine the people are on the plane and they're there because they're making $40,000 a year and they have a mortgage, but we have no idea where this thing's going. Yeah. yeah. We don't know about the character or the vision of the person who's flying this airplane. We don't know how long it's going to take to get there. And we don't really know if there's enough fuel in this thing or if it's going to crash. Mm -hmm. You're talking about driving your morale into the ground. Yeah. Totally. You've got to have that. JJ, the body of the airplane. Yes. What do you, what do you what is what does the body represent? The body represents the overhead. And so this is, you know, what you talked about is a lot of the the salaries, the rent, all of the stuff that goes into making the business run on kind of a, just a functional level. Yeah. But a lot of times people put make the body, like you said, so big compared to the wings and the engines that the plane can never take off. Right. And one of the things 
that you want to start thinking of is how can you obviously lower overhead and increase profit. And I think one of the real practical ways to do that is to start thinking of every position in the company through the lens of how do we make this position about making more profit. So even people who are answering the phones, a front receptionist, that's not overhead. You have the potential to turn that into a money-making position. And the person in that seat needs to be thinking that way too. And when they begin to understand that, you activate every person so they get out of the body of the airplane, they crawl out on the wings, yes. which is where the money's at. They crawl into that right engine, that left engine. They become the right engine, left engine. Our customer service person for us, Kelly, mm-hmm. she's a money maker. Yes. She's she an is engine. a money maker. She yes. is an engine. <laughs> yeah. When you go into most companies, their customer service person is is overhead. They're paying yeah. them 25 grand a year and they're trying to you know issue these refunds or not give people their money back. Kelly makes us money. Yeah. So it's kind of become a mantra among our, among our team, and it's the stop spending and start investing. So if you can think about every dollar that your company spends on overhead as an investment that gets you a return, it changes the mindset of your entire team. So in other words, what you have to do is you have to come back with a business case. Totally. Well, if we hire this person for $85,000, here's how they're going to make us $850,000. Mm-hmm. Rather mm-hmm. than, we got all these problems $85,000 toward a salary would fix those problems. Right. That's how you get in trouble. There's a reason airplanes have these long, thin tubes and you hit your head on the on the top <laughs> of when you walk through because they're trying to keep it small. Have you ever been on an airplane? I've been on this, these small airplanes sometimes and the pilot comes back, it literally comes back out in person and says... I don't know how to tell you guys this. One of you's got to get off. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Your bags ain't making it to Tulsa, That's JJ. exactly, and that's yeah. when I suck in my stomach and go, it's that guy. <laughs> we got to get off the air. And they're, what they're saying is the overhead is too big. Yeah. Somebody's got to go. And the way to avoid that is to build the airplane in such a way you don't have to let people go eventually. At Business Made Simple, we certify the world's best business coaches. So anyone who wants to hire a coach... Just go to hireacoach.com. It's really that simple. I mean, it makes sense. Simple is in our name. But what if you're on the other end of this podcast string knowing you love to help businesses grow or you love helping businesses make more money? I mean, I'm just going to say it. You know, do you want to apply to become a certified business coach? Why is this starting to feel like I'm asking you out? But seriously, if you feel you're a great fit for our certification program, just go to certifiedbusinesscoach.com. Click the apply now button, plug in your info, and one of our coaching directors will give you a call and figure out next steps. So yeah, this was a nice talk about how you should go check out certifiedbusinesscoach.com to apply and possibly become one of the world's best business coaches or or whatever. I don't don't know why this still feels like I'm asking you out. All right. The ride engine is marketing. JJ, yeah. you are the marketing guy. You're <laughs> the marketing, marketing doctor. He is the, yeah, he's the marketing <laughs> doctor. Tell us, what, what do we need to do when it comes to marketing to make the thrust of that airplane move forward, yeah. lift the wings off the ground, and carry the overhead with it? Yeah. At, at its most basic level, the engine will not work if you do not have a clear message. That's right. If nobody can understand what you Fuel do efficiency. or how they get it, it will not work. It will get all gummed up. Nothing will happen, right? So you have to have an absolute clear message. And the big thing that we teach is don't 
make the message about you, make it about your customer. Right. Invite your customer into a story. And that's a huge mistake. A lot of, I would say, marketing schools and, and advertising schools teaches, how do you tell your story and make you look great? No, no, no. You need to tell a clear message. And by telling that clear message, what you're going to do is invite your customers into a beautiful story and you're going to see your marketing be more effective. When I go into a company and I look at their marketing and it's the messages, even before we get into their marketing methodology, yeah. their message is so muddled. It's like sitting on an airplane and watching black smoke come out of the right engine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Just going, terrifying. This ain't going to last long. Yep. After they clarify their message though, what do they need to do? They need to create a sales funnel. Yeah. And, and just very simply, they need to have a great one-liner that explains what they do, a website that clearly invites customers to buy from them, a lead generator that gets more people in the funnel. Yeah sales emails and nurture emails. I mean, if you don't have at the bare minimum those five things, you're not going to get off the ground. Even if you are, don't consider yourself a marketing person, this will up your value in the marketplace. Left engine is the sales. So n not every airplane needs two engines. There's a lot of, many airplanes just have one, smaller airplanes. I would always recommend starting with marketing not sales, start with marketing. Then marketing is your air cover for your sales team. Yeah. There's two things you need to think about. One is a sales framework. That is a salesperson takes people down a pipeline that ends in a sale. So you need a sales framework. You also need an administrative structure. You've got to streamline the efficiency of that sales system. That's a whole other world. That's the left engine. Kula, the wings of the airplane are our products. That's and right. what's important when you're thinking about creating a product or, or uh, you know, if somebody's got an idea, I think if we did this, we could make some money. Mm -hmm. We don't just say yes to that right. in, internally. What are the things that we look for? Well, first we look for whether or not that product is actually in demand. So do customers actually want it? Does this product actually solve some sort of problem that our customers are dealing with? Mm -hmm. And so you've got to sort of identify whatever problem you're solving with the product. And if it doesn't solve a problem, then you probably shouldn't create it because it's not going to be in demand right. and people aren't going to want it. One customer will say, if you guys created this, I swear I'd buy it from you. And they go, great, you create it. Only one person wants it. You spend a million dollars developing right. it and it costs so $5,000. They though. do it all the time. So many companies do that. So your products need to be in demand. And then the other thing that your products must be is highly profitable. As so, profitable as possible. Yes. I mean, I'm not going to explain profit to you guys because you're smart <laughs> and you understand that. But yeah. it's a mistake we see all the time yeah. with people who engage with Business Made Simple University and her. We could sell this platforms. for $10,000 and it costs yeah. $9,950 exactly. to make. No, or, you can sell it for 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah. We, can, we can sell this product for $10,000, but we have to hire 20 people That's to build right. this and thing. And you just bloated your overhead. Yep. You yep. always have to ask, how big is the body of the airplane going to get mm -hmm. if we tack this to the wings? Yeah. A million dollar opportunity came in recently. So and, tempting. Yeah, very, very tempting. And I looked at it and kind of went, you know, if we did that, we would have to, the body of the airplane would be affected in this way. Mm -hmm. And you know what? We're not going to do it because it, it makes the body too big. Yep. And also there are $10 million opportunities that that will take us away from right. if we focus on a $1 million opportunity. And if you're listening to this episode right now, I mean, that's how Don thinks. That's how pretty much everyone on our team thinks yeah. now. Imagine if everyone on your team thought like that. Yeah. How much freaking money Don, would you, you save? You, people say, Don, how'd you, how'd you guys get to what? 17 million in five years. With that's no how we get, yes, that's how we did exactly. it. I let go of a guy once because he kept pursuing $5,000 opportunities. And I said to him, 50000 or up. And he couldn't do it. Yeah. He kept going, but that's lunch. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. great. It's lunch. We were trying to buy a grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Not trying to buy lunch. Not trying a to buy sandwich. a grocery store. <laughs> Fuel tanks. This is the most important part. It's cash flow. Fuel is cash. If you do not have cash, the plane will crash. <laughs> Ooh, that's a. You yeah, should make that a bumper go. sticker. <laughs> that's the name of a book. T shirts. T shirts. <laughs> you need five checking accounts. You need a tax account. You need an operating expense account. You need a profit account. You need a personal uh, income account. And you might need a personal savings account or at least a safe profit account. You need six times what your monthly uh, expenses are in an account. If you think about cash and always having cash on hand, it's everybody's safety. It's everybody's jobs. It's not having to lay people off. It's the ability to do some expensive research and development. Sometimes we'll create something at Business Made Simple that takes a year mm -hmm. before you ever see a dollar. We have no venture capital, no private equity. We do not have loans from banks. There are no partners in this organization. We run a significant profit margin and we have plenty of cash in the bank. And the reason is we don't mess around with the gasoline in that engine. Right. Yeah. And the number to watch is profit per employee ratio. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the number. What that is the equivalent of is miles per gallon. Yep. So, and you say, well, Don, how do you, that sounds so complicated. <laughs> It's profit divided by employees. <laughs> That's all it is. By the way, employees the person salary, who asked yeah. that question was And me. listen, if you're going, if your profit per employee goes up one year, what happened was the horizontal stabilizers on the back of the airplane tilted down and the airplane went up and the altitude increased. Right. That's all it is. Yeah. And so when you say, well, how do you tell altitude? It's profit per employee ratio. That's how you know if you're going up or you're going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's your miles per gallon. It's how efficient this thing is going to get. Listen, if you're going, my mind is being blown <laughs> right here. I'm getting, you literally just got everything that you needed to get in your MBA. You really did. But we're going to go in deep over the next seven episodes. We're going to go into every part of the airplane. It's going to be really powerful. And that's how we're going to start the Business Made Simple podcast. Congratulations, guys. We just started a new oh, podcast. I'm so excited. It's, it's so really good. great. We've also got some fantastic interviews with celebrities, with people who've written some great business business books, some incredible topics are coming up too. But before we did any of that, we want you to know how business really, really works. You know, this stuff is really important to me. Uh, I grew up, as many people know, I grew up, because I keep saying it, uh, dirt poor, standing in line for government cheese, afraid somebody was going to see me and my family standing in line at the welfare line. And uh, the other day was standing outside of Goose Hill, mine and Betsy's home, and just I just get choked up thinking about uh, where my life has gone. And, and, and partly I'm very, very thankful to God. I'm thankful to you guys, but also I don't want to be alone here. I, I want everybody to have these opportunities to have this great life and, and be generous with their money. Money's not bad. What you do with it can be bad. Right. And so we want people to have these opportunities. In fact, um, Betsy ordered a, a, a bed. These two guys delivered the bed, uh, you know, upstairs, and I'm kind of watching them. They're in their mid-20s. One of them served in the military and this kind of stuff, and we were just talking about the war in Afghanistan and things like this. And, you know, I just couldn't help myself. I, I became that guy. As they were walking <laughs> out, they gave them each a big tip. And I said, hey, can you hold on a second? Went back, got the advanced reader copy of Business Made Simple. <laughs> and I said, listen, I, you know, I don't know what your story is. I never went to college, but I started a business that did extremely well. And uh, I don't know what you guys want to do with your lives, but if you, if you read this book, 60 Daily Entries, with 60 videos, it will teach you to uh, be an incredibly valuable professional in the open market. I'll teach you how business really works if you're interested. The guy looked at me and said, man, we were just talking about like, uh, somebody wants us to buy a warehouse and run a warehouse and do a shipping business on our own. And we're just like, we don't know anything about 
how to do that. Could we do it? And I mean, I, I almost started bawling because <laughs> like, if somebody would have got to me at Pie Pie's Fried Chicken was yes. my first job, 16 years old. But if somebody would have caught me then and just said, hey, 60 daily entries, I wouldn't have understood all of it. I'm not going to pretend I would have understood it all. But it would have it ignited my business imagination. It would have ignited my entrepreneurial instincts. It would have changed my life about 15 years faster then I could be Elon Musk and now I'm just Donald <laughs> Miller. But we have got to do something about this ridiculous paywall that is separating people from the opportunity that they have in this country. We have to do something. That's why this podcast exists. It's a big part of our friendship. Uh, it's our mission. Yeah, it is. That's enough for today. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough for today. We'll be back next week with another episode of, uh, of Business Made Simple. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we mean it. We want this stuff to spread. Thank you so much for listening to the inaugural episode of the Business Made Simple podcast. And if you're considering becoming a Business Made Simple certified coach, you can apply now at certifiedbusinesscoach.com. And on the flip side, if you want to hire a Business Made Simple certified coach, just visit us at hireacoach.com. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or honestly, wherever you listen to podcasts. The Business Made Simple podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by me, Bobby Richards. It's hosted by Donald Miller and co-hosted by Dr. J.J. Peterson and Kula Callahan. Tim Schur is our executive producer, and Melissa Peduzzi and Lindsay Frail are co-producers. Music featured in today's episode is by Jamie Lono, Spirit City, and Heartbreak Kid. That's all for this episode. We'll see you next week. <laughs>